the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Capital Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Colado. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. I looked at the rundown. I was like, wait, February? That's not right. But it is. I don't know. I just, it hits me sometimes. (laughs) Tuesday. A week away from Valentine's Day. Everybody ready to get their sweetheart something special? I think so. Okay. I I know I'm expecting something special. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Oh, goodness. Well, today is the Feast of St. Colette. Let's start with prayer this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Keep our family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, Saint Colette, pray for us. Pray for us. And I just wanted to wish my beautiful and wonderful sister-in-law a happy birthday today. She's over there soaking up the Florida sun. So happy birthday, Hannah. I love you and can't wait to see you. So just wanted to give that quick shout out to her real quick. But we have a great show for you today, starting off with some events in our listening area. Damien has a lot of them because there are a lot of them. Stay with us and you can go to our website as well to take a look or submit your event. Fish fries, whatever it is, we'll put it on our website and we'll talk about it so stay tuned for that in 18 minutes debbie shelley joins us she is the assistant editor with the catholic commentator which is the official catholic newspaper of the diocese of baton rouge she's going to update us on what you're going to be finding in this week's issue michael acaldo joins us in 35 minutes he is the president and ceo of saint vincent de paul in baton rouge he's going to be updating us for the month of february and the wonderful things that they are up to and in 48 minutes Father Bryce Lundgren joins us to talk about his book called The Catholic Cowboy Way, Finding Peace and Purpose on the Bronx Called Life. So looking forward to this conversation and this interview with Father Bryce. It's going to be an interesting and good one. And looking forward to today's weather. I don't know about you, but it's already raining where I am. (laughs) Yeah, You know, you're right. Along the Mm -hmm, coast, mm -hmm. as well as in the home of Thibodeau area, they're getting some showers right now. Uh, won't last long. They're blowing through, and they're dissipating rather rapidly. Uh, uh, that's only the slight chance of rain you're going to get. The real rain comes tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, you're going to see clouds and sun throughout the day. Uh, so it, it, it's not going to be too bad. High is going to be in the upper 70s. Winds are going to be out of the east-southeast at 10 miles an hour. Now, tomorrow evening is when we're going to get that front come pushing through. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the rain at first, could be one or two inches. 
And then it's going to get pretty cool. Highs are going to be in the 50s pretty much all the way through Sunday. But the good news, sunny skies all through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even into Monday. Mm. So we got a lot to look forward to. I know it's going to make all those parade goers very happy. (laughs) I know it would make me happy, too. And temperatures in and around the area right now, the cool spots, Baton Rouge and the North Shore, 56 degrees. Elsewhere, it's 59 in Homa Thibodeau, Gulfport, 61. And in the Crescent City, it's warming up already to 63. It's all that concrete and blacktop cement. (laughs) The cement jungle, it's hot. (laughs) Going to get hot today, no. But y'all enjoy today. It ought to be nice. And carry an umbrella in case you don't want to get wet. In the meantime, don't go too far. We do have a number of events, as Gabby referred to. It's five after already on Wake Up. Good morning. I'm Father Chris Decker. And today's gospel is taken from Mark chapter 7. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, If someone says to father or mother, Any support you might have had from me is korban, meaning dedicated to God, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many such things. We have heard the gospel, and now we reflect. In today's gospel, we are given a contrast between men who are focused on clean hands but ignore their unclean hearts. Therefore, Jesus concluded, quoting Isaiah, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The passage regarding human tradition is sometimes cited against the Catholic understanding of the authority of tradition with the Bible as the rule of faith. It is critical to note that Jesus does not reject traditions per se. Rather, he only rejects human traditions that negate God's words. The Bible clearly affirms the authority of sacred tradition. So, for example, St. Paul exhorted Corinthians to stand firm and hold fast to the traditions which you were taught either by an oral statement or by a letter of ours. Notice, this great apostle gives the same authority to his spoken teaching as he does to his inspired letter. In short, he understood that divine revelation came from two sources, tradition and scripture. The apostles and their successors faithfully handed down in their teachings what they received orally from Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Eventually, 
their oral teaching was written in the books that make up the New Testament. However, the Bible as we know it today was not compiled into one book until the late 4th century. Indeed, sacred scripture does not give us an infallible index of which books actually belong in the Bible. That came from the Catholic Church through sacred tradition. So those who reject tradition actually undercut the authority of the Bible. And thus, some Protestant scholars claim falsely, well, the Bible is just a fallible collection of infallible books. Wow. This leads to the belief that there are some infallible inspired books, but we actually have no inerrant way of knowing which books were actually inspired. This falsely leads to the belief to reject seven books from the Old Testament along with the apart of two others. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy Baby and Father Chris. It's 11 after the hour on a Tuesday morning on Wake Up. So glad you could join us event-wise in and around the area. As we all know, it's Mardi Gras time, and it's also festival time. And guess what? You're in luck. February 11th, this coming Saturday, at White Oak Estate and Gardens, our own chef, John Foles, is putting on the festival of the boucherie or the fête de boucherie. If you want to call oh. it that way, that's my best French I you could give you. You did a nice job. I'm <laughs> Thank you. That's impressive for a Shalmatian. Not bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, the event is from 8 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. Believe it or not, there's been close to 100 butchers and chefs. They're gathering together at White Oak Estate and Gardens in honor of the age-old custom of the boucherie. And if you've never been, it really is worth going. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's only open to 200 spectators, so first come, first serve. Tickets are $85, but I guarantee you you're going to get your money's worth. It includes what they call spoils of the boucherie, which is a lunch. There'll be lectures, demonstrations, you name it. They're going to be doing it. Boucherie cooking stations. And you can get your tickets at eventbrite, that's eventbrite, dot com. Okay? Oh, sounds like So if you got nothing planned Saturday, you got an all-day event at White Oak. <laughs> I think it's always a good time at White Oak. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. right next door, actually, Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center in Baton Rouge. The Sister Dulcie's ministry is hosting Jeff Cavins. We know Jeff Cavins uh, from so many things, the Bible Timeline uh, with, uh, with Father Mike Schmitz. He does the Bible in a year. So Jeff Cavins is coming. He is uh, speaking on Saturday, March 20th. 25th in the Chapel of Divine Providence right there at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center. Tickets are $60. That includes a continental breakfast and lunch and, and the talk by Jeff Cavins. Uh, you can go to Eventbrite to register or you can call Cypress Springs at 225-752-8480. Registration begins at 7 a.m. And it concludes at 3 p.m. And again, that's in Baton Rouge at Cypress Springs. I think they sell out. So if you want to go check that out at Eventbrite yeah, or give them a, a call. Seating. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, taking it over to Metairie, a Medjugorje visionary, Ivan Dragicevic, will be at St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Metairie on February 11th. They will host the visionary uh, at 4 o'clock Mass or after 4 o'clock Mass and refer refreshments will begin at 5:10. Ivan will talk at 5:40, followed by a rosary 
to conclude with an apparition of Mary and sharing of message. So all are invited to this event over at St. Francis Xavier in Metairie. Yeah, that's going to be good and interesting. Uh, by the way, tonight in Baton Rouge, Scott Smith, co-author of with Father Donald Calloway, the new book, Consecration to St. Joseph for Children and Families. Great book. He w- we were lucky enough to get an early copy. He is going to be speaking at St. Agnes Catholic Church, and that's uh, this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Books are going to be available for purchase and signing after the talk. Uh, launch your family into the consecration time for the Feast of St. Joseph, which comes up in March on the 19th. And it's going to be a great uh, lecture and get you ready for the Lenten season. So that's Scott Smith tonight at St. Agnes at 4 o'clock. Don't go away. It's 15 after the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 7th. Today we celebrate Saint Colette. A quiet life of prayer and devotion was Colette's path to sanctity. Born in France in 1381, Colette lived the life of a hermit following her father's death. She followed the third rule of St. Francis and became a so-called anchoress, a woman walled into a room whose only opening was a window into a church. She developed a reputation for holiness, and many people went to her for spiritual direction. After four years, Colette left her tiny cell and, with the encouragement of the Pope, joined the Poor Clares. Serving as Abbess General, She began the work of restoring the primitive rule of St. Clair in the 17 monasteries she established. Though she met with some initial opposition, the reform movement took root in France and spread elsewhere as well. She and her sisters became known for their poverty and fasting. Colette began her reform during the time of the Great Western Schism, where three men claimed to be Pope, and Western Christianity was deeply divided. Her efforts were aimed at reminding not just the poor Clares, but also the entire church, of the need to follow Christ more closely. She died in 1447. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Good morning. It's 18 minutes after the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio. We're so happy you're with us this morning. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. We're joined this morning by Debbie Shelley. She is the assistant editor of the Catholic Commentator, the official Catholic newspaper for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. It's wonderful to have you with us this morning. And this is a packed issue, as usual, of the Catholic Commentator. Let's start off with we just finished or just concluded the celebration of Catholic Schools Week. And along with Catholic Schools Week comes some wonderful uh, opportunities to recognize some distinguished folks in our Catholic school community. Tell us about that article. I guess it was uh, an event field week, um, which included the Distinguished Graduates Dinner, um, where all the Distinguished Graduates were recognized, and the Catholic Schools Week Mass. And then a, it ended with a wonderful celebration of music and arts at the Catholic Life Center, which had, um, included the uh, choir from St. Elizabeth's School in uh, Pankerville and the um, St. Michael High School Jazz Band. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, at the Catholic Schools Mass, they uh, recognize our distinguished um, 
pastor as well, um, Father Michael Lello. We we all know Father Michael Lello. Mm-hmm. Have, um, his um, he complete you know from the merging of the communities of Saint Louis King of France and Saint Thomas More to the rebranding of Saint Thomas More, mm-hmm. and then most recently the the wonderful renovations that they um, celebrated. So um, he was very surprised by the announcement. He mm-hmm. said, unaware that his staff had um, nominated him for the uh-huh. award. So he is very humble. And then there's Erin um, Candelora. She is the um, distinguished administrator from um, St. Aloysius Church, uh, St. Aloysius School. And um, she talked about St. Aloysius being like a little city within uh-huh. itself, with everyone having many directions that they're going in but she loves watching the pieces of the puzzle come together for the um, overall benefit of the students and she's a big part of that through the introduction of the stem lab uh, Um, meeting the needs of um, students with special needs through hiring resource officers and um, the arts as well hiring a full-time band director and um, and as well as just offering opportunities for people to be involved in love, you know, in uh, the arts. And, um, of course, there was a Blue Ribbon celebration, and she attributed that to the overall efforts um, of everyone there. She said not a, people do things not for an accolade or an attaboy or an award, she added. Mm-hmm. You do it for the right reasons. I think they have been doing the right thing for the right reasons for the long time. A long time. It was nice to be recognized for that. Uh-huh. So, um, and she attributed all to the uh, Daughters of Jesus there. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, article on that. And then we have Joshua Zaring. He is the uh, Distinguished Educator of the Year there at St. Michael the Archangel's um, school high school and um, he is a social studies teacher and he said that um, his goal is to help the students develop a develop a Catholic framework for thinking before jumping into hot button issues mm. um, which we tend to do today yes. and when he's not doing that he's um, like teaching advanced placement and dual enrollment courses in history and African-American studies, he provides professional development for his department members. And mm-hmm. you can find him leading, you know, the International Cultural Association, working at the gate at the school football games, attending March for Life, and even pressure-washing uh, pressure <laughs> the school. So he's just doing an outstanding, distinguished educator. So it's a very, a very full week. Yes. And... Um, we, we have that all with uh, pictures capturing the celebration and, and stories on each one of the distinguished graduates, as, as well as a distinguished pastor and administrator and educator. It, it's very much full of Catholic schools. That's wonderful. Well, congratulations to Father Alello uh, and Mrs. Kim Delora and uh, and Mr. Zarang on on being recognized for their wonderful wonderful gift mm-hmm. that they are to Catholic education in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Well, something else exciting is happening in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, Debbie, over at our friends at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center. There was a groundbreaking there. It's pretty exciting for the Mercedarian Prayer Center. Our, our sisters. Yes, yeah, so it was an exciting day. They had the groundbreaking for a uh, Nofetiate house, and um, it's, uh, uh, 
you know, several years ago, the sisters began to increase their time in adoration in front of the Blessed Sacrament and fasting for vocations. And this was uh, from Mother uh, Rosario Vega, and um, she is the regional superior of the United States. And it, she discussed how the growth in vocations necessitated, you know, made this necessary. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be building a two-story, 14,574-square-foot Novotiate house that uh, will accommodate 36 novices uh, in 18 rooms. And uh, the novices will um, are admitted into the religious community on a probationary basis, generally two years. So it's a very touching. They um, began with Mass, and then they had a... Um, program in which they heard, um, you know, from uh, past president of the Sister Dulce Association, uh, Eddie Rasponi, and then um, as well as um, uh, Chef Sean Foles, the, the current um, president of the Sister Dulce Association. And uh, it was just a beautiful ceremony, touching ceremony. And then they um, ended the day with a prayer to Our Lady of Ransom. Um, and um, they've, to date, raised about uh, $2.7 million toward the 5.2 estimated um, budget that's going to take to complete the house. So, um, yeah. you know. It's beautiful. Um, this but is... they're confident that, that God will provide. That's um, right. And uh, it's uh, scheduled to be completed in December. Wonderful. That's the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament. So, so wonderful for their community. Um, and they are, as Debbie mentioned, accepting uh, donations. You can visit org to learn more about that wonderful project. If you have not been to Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center, you need to go. It's such a peaceful, beautiful place to be, uh, Debbie. Well, Debbie, uh, Bishop Michael Duca had a big announcement uh, just this week, this past week, uh, about some appointments in the diocese. Yes, um, well, Father uh, Jamin David has been appointed um, administrator of Holy Family Church in Baton Rouge. Now he will um, retain his position as uh, pastor of St. Margaret, Queen of Scotland, Albany, and uh, it becomes effective February 13th, and uh, he is replacing uh, Father um, James Singapore at Holy Family, and uh, he's been, um, who has been serving the past several months, and whose service concluded January 31st. So um, this will be until they, um, you know, appoint someone to the position of pastor. Right. And then we have, um, uh, as well, Deacon Minos Pondville, who is mm-hmm. currently the Deacon Assistant at Holy Family. He's going to move into the role of Parish Life Coordinator. Um, under Father W's supervision, and um, he will manage the day-to-day pastoral affairs of the parish. Wow. So, and, um, and, and this you is, probably know. Mm-hmm. This is just until July when Bishop Duca plans to announce a permanent um, pastor, correct? Um, yes, yes. He, he, uh-huh. okay. that, that is correct. Okay, okay, wonderful. Well, also big news in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. There's an article uh, with Bishop Duca's comments about the new Bishop Mario Dorsonville. Um, yes, well, it was, um, as we all know, um, the uh, former bishop has been assigned to, assigned to uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So mm-hmm. Bishop Duca expressed his 
um, excitement over the um, the assigning of uh, the new bishop there. Yes, yes, wonderful. And, um, I believe it's been a year that the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau have been without a bishop. So this is a wonderful appointment by the Holy See. And you can read all about Bishop Duca's comments in this issue of the Catholic Commentator. Debbie Shelley, Assistant Editor, can you let our listeners know where they can pick up a copy of the Catholic Commentator or view it online? Um, they can pick it up um, at their local church parish or, you know, participating uh, retailers, and um, they usually find it there. Great. You can also go to news.diobr.org to find out more. Yes. Debbie Shelley, thank you so much for joining us. Assistant Editor of the Catholic Commentator, the official Catholic newspaper of the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Thanks so much. Right. Thank you. All right. Make sure you get that. There's a number of retail outlets that you can find a yes. copy of the Catholic Commentator. Just real quick, check out CC Radio or CC Media live that was blast from the past ccmedia.live and find out about advent at sea you can join father chris decker on a cruise december 7th through 11th leaving new orleans stopping in cozumel mexico so check that out it's not too late but you just have about a week left to get your reservation in so ccmedia.live stick around michael acaldo president and ceo of saint vincent de paul in baton rouge will join us it is half past the hour on wake up Listen to that peaceful sound as you wake up on a Tuesday morning. Life is just so good because you're listening to Catholic Community Radio. That's right. How was that? I was ready to do a promo. You were. Yeah. That's like evening jazz. Jeff comes up with some of the best music, and it just gets me in the mood, gets me fired up, gets me inspired. Here's a guy who will get you inspired. Our next guest, Michael Acaldo, good friend of mine and president and CEO with St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. He's always here to give us an update of what's going on in the community. And there's always something going on when it comes to St. Vincent de Paul. Good morning, my brother. How you doing? Good. Good morning, Damien, Gabby, and Alicia. It's great to be with y'all. Good morning. Yeah, so give us uh, some of the latest news, and then I'll start asking you a bunch of questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go. Well, last uh, when I was on on January third, I was still sleepwalking after getting through Christmas and all of that. I bet. So I'm glad Gabby and y'all asked me back. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm wide awake and ready to go this morning. And uh, uh, of course, uh, you know, Lent is right around the corner. It's days away, really. And we're coming back with our Count Your Blessings Supper to Go. Um, we've done it, um, this will be the third time we've done it as a to-go, uh, event, and, uh, in talking with Chef Foles, uh, he said, let's do it another time with the to-go. It's hard to argue with success. We've had success mm-hmm. all these years. This is our 20th annual Count Your Blessing Supper, but, um, we raise a ton of money with mm-hmm. his great soup to-go, and, uh, so... 
he wants to do it again and says back by popular demand and uh this year the Linton soup will be Bell River crab and artichoke fifth. My goodness. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I wanna slap <laughs> myself with that one. Ooh, wow. Yummy. Yeah, that sounds it, so good. <laughs> it's good. And Ooh, uh, yes. and uh I I've seen him uh do a demonstration of it and tasted it and it <laughs> was uh wonderful, wonderful. Wow. You you know, he uh I don't think he's ever done exactly the same no. uh, for 28 years, whether you ate it live in person with him or you took it home and he gave either Bishop Duca or him gave it to you in the car. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be March the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to our website at svdpbr.org, order that soup. And, uh, you, you know, uh, it is a limited run like it was the first and second year. So, uh, once they're gone, they're gone, and uh, uh, we've done remarkably well. I want to shout out to uh, Chef Foles for all his support, B- uh, Bishop Duca, uh, you know, Father Cleo, and the whole yeah. crew there at Our Lady it's, of Mercy, John Pastorek. It's a great event. And, and that's the pickup point still, right? Our Lady of Mercy? Yep. Yep. Our okay. Lady of Mercy and, from 4 to 7, and it's drive through and... Uh, uh, you know, Bishop Duke and Chef Foles make sure that uh, everybody gets their soup quick and fast. Yeah, and the soup is frozen, right? Yep. And so yeah, there, therefore, you don't. Have, yeah, you don't have to worry about spilling it in the car or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. You get to take it home, then you can prepare it. And uh, that, that's correct. Anytime yeah. during Lent, and I was telling somebody last night that you know, last year I bought uh, my wife and I bought two bags. And we ate one in Lent with the intention of eating both of them at some point during the Lenten season. But we didn't. We just ate one. It was great. And uh, then uh, one cold night during Advent, mm-hmm. we pulled one out and ate it during Lent and Advent. It wow. Good both awesome. times, I can't believe you could it wait that long. That, right? That's man, that was, it was temptation would have killed me. Good, yes. you know? Yeah, no real good. All right, so one more time, quick recap on that so people can go to the website and get their tickets now because, like you said, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, count your blessings. Supper to go Friday, March 3rd from 4 to 7. We're asking everybody to buy their tickets by March 1st. And so um, um, get those orders in. You can do it by phone, by ticket order. The fastest way is svdpbr.org. Awesome. And uh you know, during the um, Lenten season, you know, we have two other things that we'll talk a little bit more about when I visit y'all mm-hmm. in March. But uh, got the annual Build-A-Basket effort that kicks off during the Lenten season. And, of course, our fill a prescription for the needy drive for our pharmacy where we raise critical dollars to help people in need throughout the entire diocesan area. And so uh, last year we reached over 3,000 kids with baskets, and uh, we also helped people with about $800,000 worth of life-sustaining prescription medicine last year. So just uh, very, very important drives. All of these efforts really help us to make a a big difference in those in need. And uh, last time I was on with you, we were, uh, I want to recap 
um, you know, Kelly and Lathan Alexander. Uh, mm-hmm. They're wonderful supporters of the society. They did a wonderful lottery event for us there at the uh, Alexander's Market Shooting on Highland. Yeah. Raised $56,000. And uh, every year they dedicate where they want it to go relative to what we do at St. Vincent de Paul. This year they're dedicating it to the chapel, which is wonderful. Uh, because uh, we had our final internal design meeting uh, last Wednesday, and so we're going to construction documents. Should be out for bid very, very soon, and hopefully uh, we'll be talking about the groundbreaking of the St. Louis de Marlac Chapel on the St. Vincent de Paul Charitable Campus very, very soon. Dude, you're you're grown, and I think it's beautiful that y'all are building a chapel there. It's going to be great. Building a basket, you got to – I'm sure you need volunteers. That was one of the topics I wanted to bring up for sure. you got a lot of events taking place. You're going to need volunteers and items for the basket. Share with us quickly how many volunteers you think and then um, how that works and then what kind of items you like putting in the basket. Yeah, usually there's a core team of about a dozen, but then we have bigger groups that come in at 10, 12 people at a time to help us. Again, we reached over 3,000 kids with this effort last year, um, and so we need both the volunteer support, the financial support to buy the baskets and all the goodies, and uh, as well as individuals that want to donate um, those items, everything, you know. Um, when we kicked this thing off, my kids were a little bit older, so I had a bunch of gently used Easter baskets in the mm-hmm. attic. And so, you know, if they're in good, usable condition, we'll take them. Uh, we do ask people that want to donate candy that they be individually sealed candies and no peanut products because of mm-hmm. peanut al- allergies. Okay. So, uh, just that there'll be more on our website as we get closer to Ash Wednesday. And that effort kicks uh, kicks off, and uh, you know um, it's hard to believe a month of the year is already done. But uh, you know, when I was with you on January third, I didn't have some of our numbers for uh, 2022. In our dining room, sir, 255,229 meals uh, in 2022. Just to kind of show you the difference in 2021. The number was two hundred and fifteen thousand. So a whiz. significant uptick. Yeah, fifteen twenty percent increase. Um, yeah, and so we're reaching more people, uh, not only at our dining room, but our efforts at St. Jared in conjunction with Father Tat and his mm-hmm. effort um, to to bring services there to the community. And so we're excited about uh, that impact. And our shelters went from twenty thousand guest nights at our four shelters, uh, two for men, one for women and children, one for families. We went from 20,000 guest nights. Last year, we uh, did 26,327 guest nights of shelter, which means, literally, people would have been unsheltered Mm -hmm. for 26,000 times in 2022 without people in the community like Catholic media and other people getting the word out and supporting St. Vincent de Paul and our mission of charity. And so just a, a big salute to everything that goes on. And finally, I mentioned last night talking about... Make it quick, uh, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our conference has helped over 3,000 
uh, people with uh, over six hundred thousand dollars of support. Wonderful. So, thank y'all. Hey, so much. Michael Acaldo, President and CEO of St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge, always doing a good job. He is the Catholic Crusader in our area. Coming up next, we've got the Catholic Cowboy on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth this morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quivido and Damian Collado. And our our next guest today is Father Bryce Lundgren. Today he joins us to talk about his book called The Catholic Cowboy Way, Finding Peace and Purpose on the Bronx Called Life. Father Bryce was ordained a priest of the Diocese of Cheyenne, Wyoming, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in 2018, and he is the Associate Pastor of St. Matthew's Catholic Church and Surrounding Missions in Gillette, Wyoming. What a beautiful place to be. Father Bryce, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, it's an honor. Thank you. Well, this is quite an interesting book, The Catholic Cowboy Way. Tell us a little bit about what we can find. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the purpose or where it comes from, I mean, there's an old saying, the, the cowboy way, and it's just, a, it's just a way of doing things, right, a mode of determination and such. So basically the Catholic cowboy way, we just take those same cowboy virtues and show us how we can use them to live the faith and walk with Christ. I love that. So tell us a little bit about what it means to be a Catholic cowboy. And when you talk about the cowboy way, um, I'm a city girl. I've always been a city girl. However, I do have friends who have moved up to that area, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, and have taken into that lifestyle and it has completely transformed their life. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's so much to it, but I think in that that kind of real way of life, that connection to creation, uh, it's just it's just kind of a natural uh, draw to the Lord, and then all the virtues that just just live in life um, in this kind of setting where it's a little wild and wooly, then uh, it shows us how to like follow the Lord with grit. So they're conducive. The two ways of life. What inspired you to write a book like this? <laughs> well, uh, my buddy Bear Wozniak called me one day and and asked if I wanted to write a book. <laughs> and I told him, I told him, I don't think I have enough gray in my mustache to write a book. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, he put me in touch with someone. They called me, and I just kind of shot from the hip. This was on the heart. And so the book wrote itself, really. You know, someone like Bear, who has done so much, uh, you know, outdoors and things that we can't possibly imagine doing. Every time I interview him, I learn something new and adventurous. Makes me want to go out and do something just wild and crazy. Um, Uh (laughs) Father Bryce, um, this lifestyle, being out in nature changes us it connects us with god um you know i you know being on the mississippi gulf coast or louisiana or in the gulf coast region in general you know we have a different uh way of living but can we connect with the catholic cowboy way in some form or fashion even if we aren't in that area yeah yeah good call and and i think totally so i mean kind of trying to i was trying to like summarize the book a little bit 
I'd say that, I mean, the kind of the purpose of the book is to help cowboys practice the Catholic faith and help Catholics mm-hmm. discover their inner cowboy. And I, I totally think they're universal. And so that's where the, the really the faith comes in. And all, I mean, if you look at the chapters, um, it, you know, shows us the different things. I mean, it's geared, it's geared towards the faith, living the faith, incorporating mm-hmm. the faith. But probably the heart of the book is what I call sonship. Well, what's called sonship. This is um, just the understanding that um, my, my baptismal identity uh, fuels everything in my life, even my vocation, my um, mission, my occupation, everything. And so, you know, part of the, part of the cowboy way is kind of a lightheartedness. It's, mm-hmm. it's a way of, of, of what I say, having fun and getting the job done. Mm-hmm. So that, that same kind of aspect is, is totally relatable and always alive. By living out of that baptismal identity and relationship with God as our Father, and we as His beloved sons and daughters. And it's key because it's so easy to get out of that saddle and just be on the waves of life and getting chaotic. But the more we live out of our sonship, our relationship with God as Father, we have peace and purpose and, uh, and fun as well. Most definitely. And that's what's important. Father Bryce, this is Damien. Uh, do you happen to have a? Ch- I haven't seen your book. Do you happen to have a chapter in it when we are struggling and like bucking on a bronco? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know if it'd be an exact chapter. Well, the whole. I mean, but life you know, can be like that, right? We're going to get bucked off the horse well, every now and then. Yeah. And then the whole book is like that, really. Ah, but, okay. You know, I mean, you, you know, in a project like this, for me. You, I mean, you end up discovering things as you're writing it. You know, I mean, I, like I read, mm. reread it, and I was like, "Oh, that's what I meant." You know, but at the end it says, <laughs> "The end it says, uh, you know, life is a bronc. We either come to terms with that mm-hmm. and enjoy the ride, or we sit on the sideline and cry. Mm. Like it's mm-hmm. not. Life is not a, a walk in the park. And it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. let's learn to ride and not just, you know, learn how to grit and bear it, but Getting bucked off teaches us something. So I always say, hey, the true mark of a cowboy is not if we get bucked off or not. It's whether we get back on. Mm-hmm. You know, hitting the dirt teaches us something. And this mm-hmm. is life, not just on a horse. I mean, it's just an analogy. Yes. You also talk about in your book, uh, Father Bryce, that learning from our Lord, we can develop a childlike heart and find peace and joy. Isn't that true? Sometimes uh, our, our own children remind us of that innocence and that childlike heart. Um, kind of take us through that when we follow God and, uh, and follow our Lord, especially in times like we're in right now, the secular world is chaotic um to keep that focus on our lord jesus christ to get us through uh the journey that is life Mm -hmm. yeah the the whole book is about following christ who teaches us how to live how to live life right so Mm -hmm. we learn from him and jesus i I just say kind of boldly jesus was the son before he was the messiah Mm -hmm. he was jesus christ right so he teaches us what it means to be a son. Okay, and then Messiah, that just comes naturally. Okay, i got a mission to accomplish. I don't want to undermine that. But, but I think that's what he has to teach us. 
how to remain peaceful and joyful through a relationship with the Father. So he, he was always going to the mountain to pray. He was always blowing off what other people had to say, whatever, here's, give this money to Caesar, you know, whatever. I got a mission to accomplish, you know. That came mm-hmm. from his relationship with the Father, and he can teach us that if we follow him. Absolutely. Father Bryce Lundgren, today he joins us to talk about his book called The Catholic Cowboy Way, Finding Peace and Purpose on the Bronx Called Life. You can go to sophiainstitute.com to pick up your copy. Father Bryce, before we let you go, may we ask for a blessing from you? You betcha. Okay, Lord, I just thank you for all the blessings in our life. We just ask that you be our constant companion today, that we may have hearts and minds open to encounter you all throughout our day, that we may truly live out of our sonship, our identity as your beloved sons and daughters. So may Almighty God bless you all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Bryce, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. God bless you guys. God bless God you. Bless. Absolutely. Oh, I love taking a look That's at that great. and yeah. speaking with Father Bryce. What a fun book. Definitely check that out at sophiainstitute.com. But thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Abear joins us with his gospel reflection. Kristen Van Uden joins us with a book called Psychology and the Cross. Dr. Tom Neal from Notre Dame Seminary will be with us in New Orleans. And Aaron Sang talks about his book called Light of the World, Daily Meditations on the Traditional Mass. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.